0: So Rabbi Ravhunahbraider Rav, Rav Noson goes for dinner to Rabbi uh, to the ho- to the home of Rav Nachman Yitzchak. And Rav Nachman Yitzchak's family is very judgmental and they give Rav Hunahbar Noson a difficult time uh, on Daf Volva Mudbez. And in order to understand or appreciate that piece of Gomorrah fully it's important to understand the context a little bit. The Gomorrah assumes that we fill in the blanks. That the, the, without filling in the blanks, the Gomorrah doesn't make sense in any case. So sometimes you have to fill in the words that aren't there because it's, it's written in such a short, shortened form. You have to fill in the perushim, the meaning of what is there, uh, because it's not, it's that's not always clear. And, uh, and also the context. Sometimes you need to f- f- fill in the context. So there are two contextual facts that you need in order to appreciate the story. The one contextual fact is that at this time, Rav uh, Huna ba which is not the Rav Huna we know. Rav Huna is a very late Amoiro, the really the beginning of the time of the Savuroi, of Uroi. He extends beyond the time of Ravashi, who was the end of the period of the Gomorrah. So he's a, like a sixth generation Amoiro, the end of the period of the Amoi And at this time, he was a very young man because he lives well after the time of Ravashi. Um, Ravashi only, only becomes Rosh Hashiva after Rav Nachman by Yitzchak passes away, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak was the Rosh Yeshiva of Pumbedisa. Ten years after he dies, Rav Ravashi Rav takes over, and and, and Rav Huna B'anosen lives long after the time of Rav of of Ravashi. Uh, uh, Rav so he's a very young man when this story takes place. That's the first thing that we need to know. The second thing that we need to know is that Rav Nachman by Yitzchak was. Not only a big on but he terribly humble, but he despised arrogance, like you can't imagine. As we have in the Gemara, in, in as the Gemara goes on and on about arrogance, and then the Gemara says, Rav <speaking> Bar-Ashi <again> says in the name of Rav needs an eighth of an eighth, 164th, of a measure of, of gaiva, of arrogance. Because you need a little bit of ego to be the same as a businessman needs ego. If you're going to build something up, you need a little ego. If you've got no ego, you're not going to build anything. And Talmud Chacham needs a little bit of it. Um, and then Rav Huna Breda Rav Yeshua adds another Rav Huna. And if you've got just a little bit of it, it like crowns you. Just as a crown elevates a king. Uh, it's not arrogant to wear a crown. Uh, that's what kings do. So, you, so a little bit of arrogance for the Talmud Chacham actually elevates the, the Tamid Chacham. Uh, Omar rover. Rover says that it's complicated. You're in trouble either way. A Talmud Chochem without arrogance won't accomplish anything. And a Talmud Chochem with arrogance is arrogant. So either way you lose. But what can you do? That's how it is. The risks of being a Talmud Chochem. Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Rav Lo Mino ve Lo I won't have it or even the tiniest particle of it. There's no way a Talmud Chochem should have any of it. He disagrees with all the Amiroim that went before him. Mizuta, or you don't you take notice, that what's written about it, Hashem kol Gvelev, the Rebbe Hashem finds it a to'eva, the same word that, that's used for, for terrible averies in the Torah. It's an abomination to Hashem to have an arrogant person. Uh, and it's kol any arrogance, is considered an abomination to Hashem. So can you talk about a little bit of it, yes? That's Rav Nachman by and he must have raised his family like that. Okay, so now we've set the scene. So in walks Rabbi Rav Huna Bered Rav Noson, Iklo Rav by Yitzchak. Remember, he's a young man. They don't know him well. They say, "Who are you? What's your name?" So you can imagine the kids are there and they ask him, "Who are you? What's your name?" Omaluhu Rav He said, "I'm Rav Huna. Nesiv Marapuri, oh you're a rabbi, who know we didn't know you're a rabbi. In that case, please sit on the couch, not on the bench, as Rashi explains, sitting in an important place. you sat down. Yavule Kaso, they bring him a glass of wine. Kible bethazimna, he immediately took it. Vishasya betrays him and he drank the glass in two in two goes, two sips. Veloy ahadar ape, and while he was eating, he didn't turn his face around so they've been watching all this. These kids are like trained to be super judgmental. And they're now watching, watching this, and they say to him, My time at Rav Ravhuna. When we asked you your name, we didn't ask you your title. Why did you answer Huna? It would be like if you met the late Rabbi Sachs at a uh, at a party and you would say, My name's so-and-so, and he would say, Yes, and I'm Chief Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. <laughs> No way to introduce yourself. Just give me your name, I'll figure out who you are. Why you introduce yourself as Ravuna? Amaluhu Bala says, because I own that that title. It's 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 mine. It's part of who I am. Meaning it's part of my identity. It's not a title. Rashi says because they've called me Ravuna since I was a baby. They always called me Ravuna. That was my name. And Rabin Khananil says it's um. He says, I earned it. I went to yeshiva. I learned incredibly hard. I got smicha and I was made a rav. And it's now part of my identity. It's not a, it's not a title. It's part of who I am. That's why I introduced myself as ravuna. So I said, okay, my time at nesiv Apuriya Yatvid. And when we asked you to sit down up front on the couch, you didn't, there wasn't a moment of hesitation. You went straight for the couch and you sat down. That isn't nice. It says in the Gemara, the haloch is when the balabait instructs you to do something, you do what he tells you. So I did what you told me. Okay, so when we offered you the glass of wine, why didn't you hesitate a little bit and say, eh, It's okay, I'm good, thank you, I'm fine. And then we would have said, No, please have some. And then you would have said, That's how you do it. You don't just say, Yes, thank you, and take the wine. It's not nice. Don't you know the halacha? If an ordinary person offers you something, you hesitate a little bit. It's the same the din with being davening before the Omud. If if, if you know one of the gaboyim asks you to daven before the Omud, you say, oh, you know, maybe there's somebody better than me, somebody, somebody else. No, no, no. We want you to daven. Then you walk up. But, but if Rav Horowitz asks you to daven before the Omud, you don't hesitate. You go. That's it. And the, and the same here. You asked for the Masavin in Masavin le This is a halacha. time Betray Zimni. So why did you sip twice? Don't you know the Gemara? The Gemara says if you drink all the whole glass in one go, that's that's coarse, that's gross. If you sip it very slowly, like a nobleman, that's arrogant. Two sips is the right way to do it. My time, a lawyer, hadris for So when you ate, why didn't you turn around? And that's important. What does he mean by that? And that links to the Mishnah on is based the earlier Mishnah, the two, two groups of people eating a Korban Pesach, whether they can look at one another, or they've got to look inwards to their own group, and that a kalo is allowed to look away because the kalo is still embarrassed to be among people, and she can look aside. But otherwise, one shouldn't look aside, and this is based on a um, a Gemara in B'chayrus where the Gemara says, "Ein shoysim mayim rabbi. You don't even even drinking water. You don't do that in front in the face of the public. If you see nowadays, even on on TV, you can have a VIP. Talking, it can be the, giving a speech and takes a bottle of water and drinks it in the middle. So, firstly, drinking out of a bottle is grob. So drink out of the container. You drink out of a glass. You don't drink out of a container. It's like drinking out of a can. Drinking out of the bottle is what the water is delivered in. You pour from the bottle into a glass. That's the first thing. Rabbi Goldfine in Johannesburg used to be very Macpid, not to allow people to drink from a bottle. It's grob. Uh, you see, when Mr. Chazen brings us coffee, he doesn't bring us coffee in a, in a bottle. It's poured out into a cup. And the, um, so firstly, people do that. And, and secondly, not in front, turn aside. So the Gemara says you shouldn't face the public when you drink. Rashi says, Because that's part of the tznius of and shtia. Achille and shtia, eating and drinking, is a, an animal thing. It's not, it's not really a human thing. We we elevate it and make it human. So when we do things that we share with the animals, we do it bit serious. We don't do it. We don't do it in public. You want to drink, just turn aside and drink, not not facing everybody. That's that's the halacha. So they said to him, why didn't you turn aside and drink? Tosphus says in Bechores, um, and he brings this gemara. It says you'll see from here. Let's just do the answer. Why didn't you turn aside and drink? So he answers. Um, our Mishnah that we've just learned says that a kalah turns aside or may turn aside while she's eating the korban pesach, but everybody else doesn't. So I'm not a kalah, so I don't turn aside. Ask but we've just learned that a tzamid should turn aside. It says Tosvis, there's a difference between whether you're eating a meal with people or you're just standing in front of a public, a group of people in public. If you're standing in front of a group of people, then you've got to turn aside. Uh, but if you're sitting and having dinner with people, you don't turn aside. You're with the people. You face the people. And he was having dinner with them. So that's a, he answers that's what he does. Um, so so what, what do we see? It's, it's really interesting, this piece of Gomorrah. So firstly, what's interesting is that they challenge him. Imagine if they wouldn't have challenged him. What would have gone on after he left? There would have been a lot of lotion horror going on in the family there. Did you see this? Who does he think he says, is, this young man? This Ravuna and Bar- they would have thought. Look how he behaves, so arrogant. But they didn't. They challenged him. That's part of Hachayach <laughs> <laughs> The Reish Yisroch says Hachayach <laughs> Challenging a person is an act of enormous chesed. Firstly, if the person's done wrong, it gives him the opportunity to fix it. You challenge him, you say this, doesn't it? And secondly, if he didn't do wrong, you just misunderstood it. it, gives him an opportunity to explain to you what he did. But if you don't challenge the person, either he doesn't change, or you walk away with the wrong impression, like we learned yesterday, the idea of chashad, to do something that everybody thinks so. Everybody would have thought that Rav Huna bar ba- Nason was an arrogant being. But by challenging him, they learned that he's a walking oroch. Rav Huna bar ba- Nason became the reish gelusa. He was a very important person. And, and when Rav Ashi was, was an old man, the Malachamovis met him once in the marketplace and wanted to take his life to Gomorrah in Moed Kotten, Daf And Rav Ashi said to the Malachamovis, Give me 30 days, because it says you've got to come to Shemaim with knowing your Gomorrah. I need 30 days to review Shas. Give me 30 days to prepare. He says, Okay. So 30 days he goes through Shas, remembers it all. Exactly after 30 days, the Malachamovis comes back again. So it's time now he says what's the rush i days and on the rock you're here? <laughs> take it easy everything's going fine there's no rush Malachim says there is a rush because Rav Huna Ba'an it's time for him to shine and you're eclipsing him it's time for you to move on time for a new generation so that's this is this Rav Huna B'anosson, a very very great man right at the end of the time of the Amai Royim, the Resh of that period of time um, and, and we see a, a walking Shulchan Aruch that everything he does is an expression of a halacha, expression of an act of derech eretz. Everything is thought out. And it's not that he does it like a robot, that he does it with a, as an automate. He does it with heart. He does it with fullness. That's why they thought maybe it was arrogance. But in his mind, everything is aligned to Shulchan Everything is aligned to Chazal. There's nothing he does, no movement, no action that isn't a physical manifestation of, of halacha. And that's how we're meant to live our lives. We get an idea of the high levels, we can't all be on that level, but that's where we aspire to. to and when we're learning halacha, that's <laughs> that from everything we learn, that's why we try with the Matmonim to see that in every day there's something to, to go away with. An idea, something we can live by, something we can do, something we can express so that we're able to take the principles of haloha and put them into practice. It's that that makes us not just some kind of a piece of information. It makes Torah a living thing that we can express as a living piece of art, we're putting into practice all the concepts and the principles that we've learned, as Rav, by, uh, by, as Rav Hunabar Noson did.